Welcome to the Three Entrepreneur Podcast, where three entrepreneurs get together after work on a Friday, talk to a camera. Um, this is episode three, and uh, on episode three, we're going to be going to be going to be talking about um, off market. Is it good or is it bad? It's a bit. This a is going to be an interesting topic. one. It's been a real hot topic. We put questions out on Instagram, or you yeah. guys did. I didn't actually. Um, my bad. And we've had quite a few questions come in about, you know, is it the right thing to do? Are your mm. fees different? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. So we're going to get really into that. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Before we get to that, though. Oh, Sig. Dr. Yes. Pepper DM'd us. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> But actually, this, this one is limited edition. Um, Yours looks really cool. Blue and beta Dr. Pepper dark berry. Like, I'm so tempted not to open it. And um, if you just keep that 30 years, that could be worth a fortune no, in 30 years' time. So I'll sig. Ready? He's I've sig. got strawberries and cream. I don't know about this one. Is this going to take... Is it going to be... Vanilla float. Let's v- find vanilla out. Vanilla float. Oh. Again, another fizzy oh drink God. for yeah. the... It's gone everywhere. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Go on, Ben, you're first. I'm really... Are these new It's chairs? basically Dr. Pepper. There's they... no dark berry in it. No berry. Have you got your drink? Whatever. It's disappointing. He's just ruined I've got the coke, all, I've got every, Dr. Pepper all over my week. hand. <laughs> Ow, Can every I wipe it on the chair? Every week you spill the drink down you. We need, some, uh, we need some bibs for him. Should get your bib. How is it? Alfie, float, what is it? I can bring you a couple of Alfie's bibs oh, in. God, that's oh, so it's gassy. all going wrong. Right. Oh, Go on. It's not very nice. How would you think? Oh. It's nice. Yeah? It's like a... Vanilla? Yeah. Dr. Pepper? Yeah, but this is it's vanilla not, float. Do you remember vanilla floats? No. What's How's the strawberries and cream? Let's have a little sip. Garçon. Thank you. It's strange. Oh, God, they're so embarrassing. Thanks. It's a joke. Well, it's very it's a joke. sweet. Very, very sweet. <sighs> Horrible. Right. So mm. we. Um, 39 grams of sugar. Wow. So did you buy yours oh, on the market or off sticky market? Now. Um, I bought this on the market. <laughs> Was it on the shelf or <laughs> off the shelf? <laughs> hands were sticky. Mm. Right. Okay. So let's get to it. So we. Uh, so d- the definition of off market. So, I mean, it's really interesting. I have this conversation quite a lot with um, people in the industry, people who are not in the industry. People who are not are in the not in the industry are kind of like, well, I've seen you put it on, on Instagram. I've seen you put it on socials. So how is that off market? I think for me, the pure definition is, is it on Rightmove and Zoopla and on the market? Is it on the main portals? If it's not... In my opinion, it's off market. <laughs> Why are you looking at me so weirdly? No, um, no I agree. If it's on, right. <laughs> if it's on the portals, <laughs> if it's that on the portals, <laughs> any sugar. We have to caveat this. So any sugar that Alex sugar ever has free. goes straight. How to much his sugar head? is in these things? <laughs> Thirty-nine grams. Oh my god, forty-two grams. That's probably like having eighty-four like percent sugar. Four teaspoons of sugar. Sorry. Oh God. Shall I? Do you need to do it, Alex? You need to run whilst you're doing this, like just chug on the spot for 45 minutes. <laughs> just burn off the energy. No, I'm good. I'm good. You're good. Yeah, you're good. yeah. yeah okay. You like set me off because you were looking at me. <laughs> okay. So I believe the definition of off market mm. is um, is it on the portals? Is it not on the portals? That's my view on it. I agree. Mm. I think, um, and it's a widely, like you said, it's a topic which a lot of people discussed. And we often have our clients come to us and ask, can we sell it off market? Mm. Um, and there's pros and cons, like we all know. And I think that's what we're going to discuss today, aren't we? Really, what what are the benefits? Yeah. Um, so let's get straight into it, I think. What, what do you think are the pros to selling off market? What's the, what's the good, good what's question. the benefit to selling? Discreet. <clears throat> Discretion. If somebody's yeah. sensitive, 
or if their name's sensitive, you know, Daily Mail sensitive, mm-hmm. or if they're a billionaire, um, I think it's uh, not going to be great if they get their name out there. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you no, no, it's, it's, it's polystyrene. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting point because <laughs> it's a new table. we've dealt with some, you know, clients who are looking to purchase or looking mm. to sell. Yeah. And they are CEOs of, you know, FTSE companies. Mm. And if, you know, the news that they're selling an asset in the UK, mm. that could have an impact on stock shares. Because if they think, well, they're selling their primary residence, mm-hmm. perhaps they're leaving the UK, that might have a knock-on effect on them leaving the business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of NDAs and those sort of things. I mean, yeah. we had a really good example when I joined the business. Uh, Daniel sold a home in Marlebone. I mean, it's kind of talking about the pros of off-market. Mm-hmm. And um, it was on the DDRE website. The, the As off-market. As off-market. So the image was blurred and it said off-market. You had to click on it register for more details, put your name, put your phone number in, email address, those sort of things. We as the team would then call that person and double check that they're serious and they're not just looking for more information or a nosy neighbor. And that home sold and it sold relatively quickly. And through the use of social media and the address was Marlebone, there was no street. Mm. Um, and through the off-market strategy on the DDRE website, <coughs> that got a quarter of a million views mm. across all social platforms and our DDRE website. It sold. There is zero data footprint mm. of that transaction. Aside from um, the land registry, which mm. is a public document, there's no PDF brochure. We create web links rather than PDF brochures. We mm. can kill that web link at the click of a button. Yeah. There is zero data. That's the issue with PDFs. Well, I mean, we had it today. You guys weren't there, but there's an off-market property mm. coming to market with us. Off-market. Sounds a bit funny, but how do you say that? It's coming to market, it, off market. It was currently off market and we're soon to launch. It's becoming we're available soon, but off market. Yeah. yeah. Went to go and see it. We met the owner and another agent, they were given strict instructions not to send the brochure out. Mm. It wasn't even a sales brochure. It was just a brochure with the CGI's of what the house is going to look like. Mm. Still con- under construction. It's going to be about 25 million pounds. It's a house in Belgravia. And um, the, one of the other agents has blasted the whole market with it. Yeah. And they're now not going to be appointed. Interesting. So it's bad. Well, yeah, as you said, with the PDF, it you know, the PDF, mm. the PDF goes out and you can't pull it back. No. You, know, you can't track how many times it gets open. And yep. the beauty of what we do, you know, which our clients benefit from, each of our clients, as you know, mm. you know, I don't need to explain to you guys, but for the people listening and watching, you know, each of our clients have a dashboard mm. and they can track the data. So when we send a hyperlink to someone, to an agent, mm. we can see how many times that gets opened and where in the world that gets opened. So we can demonstrate to our clients that we are a global brokerage because mm. our properties are, you know, exposed globally. And if we want, we can delete that you know, link, and then it's you, you click on the link, doesn't and it's it, it not disappears valid. naturally, doesn't it? After 48 hours, so we have there's a few different links that we can send to someone. Some are live until we, you know, kill it, some are live for 42 48 hours. If it's, um, you know, from the DDRE website, there's various different things. But PDF, as you said, from a security mm. point of view, once it's out there, it could be going to anyone. Yeah. And if the price ever changes in the future, yeah, it yeah. can change via a link mm-hmm. exactly on all of the brochures that are out there. Yeah. Whereas if it's a PDF, you're screwed. Yeah. For sure. And for us as the selling agents, when we're showing someone a property and we get to say it's not even hit the open market, mm. they can feel they're the first one in there. They I think feel one that, benefit they feel of exclusive, it. don't they? They do. They yeah. are, those buyers feel exclusive. Yes. They're like they've got an opportunity. We tell them that you have an opportunity to acquire an asset before no one else has seen this mm-hmm. or been in the property. That's nice. Yeah. 
and they feel good about themselves. Yeah. And then also then when we're negotiating the price effectively and um, if they come in with a lower offer, we're like, look, come on, you know, we haven't we're even... We're going to go to the open market we haven't in a even, couple of weeks. Yeah, we haven't even started an open market, you know, strategy. We haven't shown anyone else the property yet. So for us, my client to take less, mm. why would we do that? So it's a real good opportunity for us, isn't it, to acquire, uh, to, to achieve maximum price. And, and, and that's, the th- that's the interesting thing. You know, I believe... Having the a property, I believe um, that it's harder selling off market. You know, it's easier for us to say to our clients, we'll get photos, we'll get floor plans, let's yeah. whack it straight online. And mm. I think that's the the norm. That's yeah. what is easier to do is, you know, we touched on in the last podcast, the timing element of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, other, other businesses may have 60 listings at any one point. Mm. It's very difficult to implement a 10 day, two week off market period mm. for all of their clients because it's just another 10 days or two weeks that you can't be getting inquiries. You can't be getting potential listings from those buyers that if they have something to sell. Yes. Um, so it's, I think it's harder yeah. to, to start off market. But also, as you said, you touched on before in terms of getting that premium price. Mm. You know, when you are off market in a market that is, um, there's not a lot of stock, mm. of good stock. And if you have something that's good, that's priced right, you can perhaps start on the off market period with mm. a slightly higher price. And if you bring, you know, 10 people through on this off market period mm. and one of them falls in love with it, do they want to risk it going to the open market and yeah. then having a lot more exposure? What if a property is, say, £35 million? <clears throat> would you still recommend I, uh, an owner to put the property onto I, right move? Do you know what? This is a really, uh, this is a statement. I, I hate the portals. Mm. And do you know what? More and more now, I'm going to pitch to clients and I'm, the portals is not really a part of, a, it is part of a strategy, but it's not the forefront. You know, when we used to, you know, back over, you know, four or five years ago, portals are so strong. Um, but I really feel that they're losing their power. And at £35 million listing, I'm sorry, but £35 million buyers are not scrolling through the portals. Why are they losing their power? Exactly what I just said. They're not scrolling through the portals. They are dealing mainly with a representative. There'll be a third party in that transaction. Someone will be researching for them, going out to find those properties, buying agents, other agents upon them in the marketplace. And it's our job to um, know who those people are. Mm. So then when we have a listing... We go to those people, mm. you know, so for all of our listings at the moment, we bring on instruction. We don't go live the next day online. We will invite the buying agents all around and we'll get the local agents all around. Um, and that is really how we will find it's interesting. a buyer I, at that level. I can't remember the last time, I mean, you called it a lap drop. Mm. I can't remember. I had an inquiry. Someone said, hi, please can I view the house? You book them in, you show them, they make an offer. I do. <laughs> we love a lap drop. But really? it's, yeah. I mean, it's true though. It's, you're Recently. right, Benji ish year ago but yeah it's a year, <laughs> a year ago, ago you know it's a year ago year? agency April has, has changed isn't it do you yeah. remember we used to put a property on and it did it used to get three or four leads within an evening you used to go in the next morning and sit yeah. in the office and click refresh and, and there's lead, 10 yeah. leads but I th- it's I not think, like that anymore i no. think the reason you think being, social media has helped i, I was yeah. literally just gonna say you know previously no one would think to go on to instagram to look for a home you go to right move you go to zoopla yeah but actually you can follow, for example, if I'm a buyer in the marketplace and I know <clears> the four or five best agents in that marketplace, I know they're active on social media, they're my new right move or Zoopla because mm. if they've got a good listing, they're going to do a story walking out of the home saying, I'm just taking on this new listing. Yeah, I don't think it's even that um, they'll go to, the, to social media to look for a home for sale. What they might do is, um, what might happen is there might be somebody who follows an agent or searches a hashtag 
that might know someone who knows the buyer or is an agent mm. that's working with a buyer mm -hmm. or is um, a family friend or someone who knows the buyer basically likes it and shares it very good point especially linkedin right snowball effects so if you like something your followers then see it kind of yes, shares it on right. your timeline mm. and then it has that snowball effect to the wider community Wait. so if if, it's, if something's engaging and likable and shareable it could mm. reach the buyer even if they're not going to instagram to look for a property for sale mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah you're naturally making it go viral yeah. in and our own community yeah it's a good point and i think that's where you know your videos are really good on 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 insta because yours is like what is it infotainment so you know that's we, what daniel calls it that's yeah. what daniel calls it but that's you know because everyone's scrolling scrolling if it doesn't catch their imagination straight yeah. away you know do they want to see someone standing out of a home saying hi it's alex here from ddre no, you've global got like i think yeah. three bedrooms three you make it fun people say you have longer but i think you've got two seconds yeah have you seen a young person scroll yeah. through their phone how quickly they do crazy. it boring 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 yeah. don't want to watch that you've got like two seconds to mm. become you know, to appeal to that person, to stay on that. Yeah. Like, watch the whole thing, like it, and then share it. Definitely. With their friends. That's what you want. It's a, it's a good point. And I don't want to make this the Portland Place podcast, but we were talking before, and you oh, know, yeah. got tying into what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah. Ollie, uh, Ollie Hamilton, you know, also part of our team. Uh, he had a great agent intro, you know, video that he did in the apartment, put it on social, on Instagram. The buyer's sister saw it, and it obviously, you know, gripped her attention, sent it go. to the sister. And then they came to view it. That's mm. it. So, so going That's back to the, going back to the original That's point, why we, we we saw this years ago. Like this is yeah. why we've been doing it for years. Mm. So going back to the original point, I do think social media has played yeah. a massive part in this off market. Yeah, you know whether it's good or bad. Yeah, the off market strategy is very much part of the process of a bespoke marketing yeah. strategy. I agree because the relying on the right moves and the zooplas, as you said, yeah. depending on the price of the listing. Um, it's not as reliant on those portals no. now. You can sell a property yeah. without those portals. The bottom line is, right, this is the bottom line. Like if we go back, when our parents maybe bought a property, I don't know, mine are like almost 60 now, my parents. Mm. Um, so when they were like our age, say 30 years old or even younger, 25, when they were buying a property, they'd have to go down a high street, walk into all the different agents and say, hi, sit on those two yeah. old chairs in front of the desk yeah. and say, you know, we're looking for this, this, and this. What do you have? Or they go into the paper. I think paper. Like the metro. Yeah, the newspapers. Yeah. The metro. They'll and be see what's for sale. Yeah. Whereas now, where do we spend? Where do people spend most of their time? It's on oh, their phone. Of course it is. Yeah. And when they're on the phone, if you yeah. go onto your iPhone, you go onto settings and see your usage, like yeah. where you spend most of your time when you're on your iPhone. Yeah. And that's going to be social Instagram, media, Instagram, mm. Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Mine's Instagram. Mm. Um, and so you want to. By appealing to your vendors, you know, we should be giving our vendors that service whereby yeah. you're making sure their uh, asset is in front of, uh, you know, yeah. potential clients or the mm. world. Yeah. We're going to get as many eyeballs on the property as possible. Mm. And that brings us back to off market. So it becomes harder to do. How do you get eyeballs on a property that's off market? How do you get past that? That's a pain point for an agent. You know, you'd go into a market appraisal or a valuation yeah. or a pitch yeah. some, or a listing appointment, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And then you say, yep, I want you guys to sell it. But it's off market. Mm -hmm, you yeah. don't exactly jump with joy then, because that's a pain point for us, isn't it? How do you then, th how do you get it out there? <clears throat> well, we're quite fortunate as a business. Um, we've got, what we, 11 brokers now, soon to be 12, and that's only growing, you know, with, with best-in-class brokers. With the CRM that we've got, so the database that we've got, um, and again, I'm looking at you two, telling you two, but I'm, you know, telling, mm. telling the viewers, <clears throat> um, when we put in, you know, the brief information of that home that we've just visited, let's say it's a 10 million pound property, it's got four bedrooms and it's got a garden. We will plug that into our CRM with the postcode and the neighborhood that it's in. And we can do what's called a reverse match. 
So that will then showcase to us how many buyers on our database are you know, suitable and relevant for mm. that asset. I would then call you and say, hi mate, I've just did a reverse match for one, two, three Downing Street. I should have just said 10 Downing Street. For <laughs> 10 there down- is a one, two, three Downing Street. <laughs> for 10 Downing Street, um, you've got Joe, Joe Residential um, yeah. on, you know, that says he's, he's suitable for it. So that's the first thing that yeah. you would do. But then also as any good- Sorry, a- Joe. <laughs> any good a- any good agent or broker has you know their top 10 15 buyers that are yeah. ready to buy in the next three months on their list yeah and they'll go through that see yeah. who's suitable and um you know as you said buying agents yeah. we That's all know the who the main one, buying it? agents are in in london yeah what searches they've yeah. got it's it's one you, word you're it's doing the same as um the on-market strategy, yeah. except it's not. Except there's no, there's no right exactly, move. Or yeah. There's no digital footprint. So you're thing. just making sure that the agent does the job properly. Exactly. Because it's very easy to just rely on the open market yeah. and hope for the best. Yeah. But that's easy. Yeah. There's anyone, anyone can do that. One word, and we'll look into the camera. Collaboration. <laughs> that doesn't. That it sums up what we have to do as agents now. Have to. So the minute we have a new enlisting. What do we do the next day? We have all of the local agents to come in. And buying agents. And buying agents and everybody else. Because we want to say to anybody, yeah, of course you can invite a buyer here. Yeah. And we'll help pay some of our fee to you so we can collaborate. And that is the only, that's the only tool that we have now to becoming the next level where we can offer our clients full market exposure. Unlike anybody else. Whilst being off market. Whilst being off market. It's, no one knows about it. Uh, I've got a property, as you guys know, you've both seen it on Queensgate in South mm-hmm. Kensington. But it's, it's special because it overlooks Onslow Gardens. It's award winning. Um, which is off market. It's a two- <laughs> <laughs> it is off market, isn't it? You could even talk about it now. And you've been doing a number of viewings there. Like, I yeah, actually want to do a podcast in, in one of our properties. Maybe Which the next one we should do in, in Queensgate. But anyway, I was going to say that um, that's off market. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently speaking to the owners. Um, about, uh, you know, getting more footfall inside the apartment. Mm-hmm. So I've spoken to them about doing an open house, but with real estate professionals. So not just agents and buying agents like I've been showing so far, yep. you know, sporadically here and there whenever they're free, but I want to actually get them inside the apartment for a champagne reception, mm-hmm. like a wedding champagne reception. That's mm-hmm. all formality to it. Black tie. Not, <laughs> not black tie. <laughs> so, you know, it, it won't be a party. <laughs> I just had a little laugh. Little little laugh. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> <laughs> but but whilst I think that's but, but, amazing, wait, wait, wait. I want to get yeah. I want to get lawyers in there. You know, real estate lawyers. I want to yeah. get surveyors. I want to get architects. People that know buyers in the, in the and service can industry. Talk about yeah. it. I'm giving everyone their brochure, their off-market link mm-hmm. in their own branding, so they're incentivized to then send it out to their contacts. But so I I'm all for and that. offer them a fee. I'm all for that. I'm just playing devil's advocate because there will be people watching and listening oh, great. that are like. <laughs> What Love Devil's Advocate. Hit me. <laughs> How is that off market? You're telling everyone about it. on the portals. So, so going to... No digital what, footprint. If you Google the address, will mm. you find photos? No. If I take it offline, will you find a historic... No. And that's the thing. Because nowadays, the problem is with these things, is that data is on here all the time. Mm. And the problem with the portals is, it says added today. And then tomorrow, you know, the date that it was added. So that you can price, that's reduced. Reduced. You can price reduced on this day. I can see it's been on the market for 13 months. It had six price reductions. Are you going to get an asking price? Uh-uh. Especially when you're not achieving premium. Like you said as well, you know, you, when you want to try and test the market, it's, it's off market is very good as well at the beginning. If you want to test the market, yes. when you're trying to achieve a premium, mm. 
not that you're nervous. You want to be confident about it, obviously, yep. to try, go and try and break a pound per square foot record. You, you want to, it, it's good in a way to start off market because you can then do some previews, ask their opinion on the value. Yeah. What do you think it's worth? Do a viewing, see what the feedback is, read the buyer's body language, mm. see what they say, test it. Yep. It's also good for that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. testing the waters. Okay, but let me, let, me, let me ask you a question then. Let's go the opposite way around because from what we've all just said, we've basically just said the portals are useless. For everything we've we've just you know everything that we are saying now is a really good reason useless. on why you should do off market. Mm. But there for, is a, for a certain price bracket, enough, I think the there is a flip side of the coin now. So what do the portals offer us? Well, for a client, if let's say you have the perfect situation, okay, you're going to go and see a client. Let's say it's a ten million pound listing, hmm. okay. So it's not thirty five, it's not one ten million pounds. Part of your strategy does that include on market? And the client, like everybody, wants to maximize the price of the asset in the quickest time possible. What's the strategy? Good question. And does that involve the portals then? I think it does. Yeah, look. It depends on the price point though as well at the same time. Let's say the 10 it's million. Fun, it's a tricky one. 10 million pounds. You're in that little, you know, that little pocket. This is, this is something we need to do in-house. We need to analyze. We can, we can get Maddie and Elliot involved. We can see what, you know, we look at the deals we've done over mm. the past year or whatever, mm. and we see where the buyers have come from. Mm. So I, I used, so I used to do that. Or social media or... I used to do that when I was running the team in my previous firm. I would sit and look through who would come from where. It's bad, actually. We, I should do that. We're, yeah, yeah. Because you want to double down. You double down. Yeah, you want to... Right, this data. works, that doesn't work. Let's put a bit more money towards that. Yeah. Mm. Boost but you know where to invest your money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, I think that this is how we would sit down and look at a client. Let's say it's a 10 million pound listing. And look, the portals are out there because they are a mass portal. There are buyers looking at it. They're great. But that, I think that strategy is a period and a blended mix of off market and then on market. Agreed. And sometimes you might look at the seasonal approach and then you might say, look, if we haven't sold within that three months, we go back to off market for mm. a Christmas period for maybe another three months because these assets take time. Yeah. It's and we need to keep it fresh. But also it's a good, it, you know, there's no set. Sorry, one sec. Daniel, we're doing the podcast. Can I call you back? You're on camera. Did you, did you, did you send the information to the, to the lady? Um, did I send the information to that? I did. We're talking. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank okay. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry about that. What? <laughs> so for those who, are those who are listening and not watching, Alex has just taken a call. Mid podcast. It's Daniel. He doesn't like it when you don't answer the phone. You told me to put mine on. Uh, I actually do not disturb. Oh, he's a favourite. That's why. Oh, Daniel. Oh. <laughs> he's a false favourite. <laughs> he's, uh... he's the only favourite you've got. Oh, love you, Daniel. Oh, love you, Daniel. So friend. much, my oh, friend. Can I get you dinner as well on the way home? Here. Where were we up to? <laughs> I'm not um, going to rise to it. Um, we were talking about blended mixture of sometimes yeah, so, so, on market, so off I was market, saying and mixing the, that marketing strategy and the, up. And the beauty of it is, you want to have that mix. Yeah, you definitely. want to create a bespoke. Yes. Um, marketing strategy for who you're sat next to. Yeah. Because ultimately everyone's needs and wants and desires are different. Mm -hmm. Some want to sell quickly. Some mm. want to get, you know, a very high price, but perhaps the mm. market isn't conducive for the, for that price to be achieved. And therefore you'll start off market. Yeah. Um, it, it depends on exactly who you're talking to. Yep. And that's the beauty of the off market strategies. It's a different, yeah. what is it? Different string to the bow. Yeah. It should be bow. And also those 10 million pound plus transactions, they can take, string. they can take like 18 months on average to sell. Do you, think you can't be on, you can't be on the market for 18 months. Do you Let know me ask you, you a just, question. Do you also think that, uh, I'm talking more probably about the top end of the market, 
you know how people are starting to use an advisor more and more on the buy side mm -hmm. to have someone representing them, even yeah. if they get a fee or not, i.e. even if they're not retaining them and appointing someone to formally represent them in the marketplace, mm. but they're wanting to speak to one person only and then that person goes and gets a fee from the seller's side or the seller's agent. Yes. Mm -hmm. What they share. Yeah. Do you think that also has something to do with not going to the portals? Do you think people are relying more on just that individual yeah. speaking to all of the agents Massively. on and off market gathering all the options they don't have time they, have to, yeah, they don't to have be. time those yeah, people time. At, that, at, that, at that wealth level it's do true. not have time to be talking to I did an 20 agents recently, they don't want to come out soon and it, it's you know the question was why are people um, we've noticed an influx of um, clients retaining us on the letting side mm -hmm. becoming more and more common mm -hmm. and Maddie was asking me, why is that yeah. for the reporter, right? And uh, the journalist. And I was saying, I think a big thing is the time. Mm. They're cash they, rich, they have time no yeah. time. Of course they don't, exactly. They can't even speak to me sometimes. I have to speak to their PA. Yeah. But it's not also, it's not also the time. I think... And They're buying is, time when they get but you. It's not just the time. Multitude I think things. the other thing, which is a really key point is the expertise that, that that individual can bring to the table. Yes. Because if they you know employ you to be their rental agent, no yeah. one knows the rental market better than you. Not just sourcing the the property, the home for them, but it's then the hurdles after that. And that's why people come to the yeah. you know the, the experts because it's our job. You know, it's what We've we got do. access to data as well that they won't, they won't have access to, especially on the rental side. If you go if you google I mean, on Zoopla, you can see what things have previously sold for, mm. the historical prices. Mm, you can yeah. see pound per, average pound <clears throat> per square foot. Mm. I think with um, rentals or the letting side of things, it's a bit more... Um, you can't find the exact figures. I forgot the word now. There's a really cool word that I said I'd use in my vocabulary and I've forgotten it. <sighs> you know when you, use, you, you, you learn new words, you're like, I want to use that word one day. <laughs> I remember it, it was about it was about you not sound, being you able sound to sound a bit discombobulated right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sh shit, shit, that was the word. <laughs> uh, he's taking the limelight. It's gonna come to me now. It'll come to you at the it'll end. It'll come to you at the end. It'll come to you at the end. It's it's not very transparent. Yeah, but but it's actually really. I went for um, breakfast two days ago with a mortgage broker. Cool, nice. <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I mean, what did you have? Are yeah, we going off with the test? Scramble eggs. This is a serious podcast. I'm going out for dinner tomorrow night with a mortgage broker. So. Sorry, guys. Let's bring this back to real estate. Oh, I was setting yeah. the tone. I had scrambled eggs and uh, smoked salmon. I have you know. Uh, decaf black Americano. Um, we, we, we sat down and we spoke. And, and obviously, we're in. Um, you know, we're in real estate. We're both in the same. I thought you were literally trying just to say we're in like the restaurant we're in. No, <laughs> God, um, sorry. trying to deal with the same clients. And what he was saying was in terms of, you know, he'll deal with, you know, the CEOs and he'll deal with other, you know, people lower in the ranks and in, in the businesses. Mm. And That's he good because you don't like doing that, do you? And he, <laughs> <laughs> and he finds that the CEOs who, as we said, are cash rich, time poor, and don't have the time to go through and read all the contracts and look yeah. at all the nuances mm. they, they just don't have the time you yeah. know the ultra high net worth individuals i find would pay they, they want to pay it's not mm. a matter of you know cutting corners and looking to not pay people yeah. they'd rather pay get the best people in their yep. corner yep. and he was saying that you know the ceos they're happy to just rely on him yeah. he'll get the best rates he'll look at all the paperwork and if he doesn't think it's a good deal for that person it won't get in front of him yeah good. if he's getting to the point where he's reading the the terms and the company and all of these things 
my guy has done my due diligence yep. and I trust him. Yeah. Otherwise, why would I be paying him to do it? 100%. And, you know, people are starting to yeah. understand that. But also, do you know what? And I had, so I've been talking to my uh, missus about getting a, a new car. That's a really good story too. Okay. But guys, let's, <laughs> so you had a go at no, me no, having no, breakfast. No, listen, no, 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 no. Oh, getting a new car. It's, kind of, it's new kind of a tangent, but it's not okay. really a tangent. And someone's done a new deal. And look, I'm not a high net worth individual, nowhere near it. But I don't know about the car market. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know how to value a car. I don't know what, how to look underneath the bonnet and see if it's working or not. You know, we all don't. When you go and buy a car and you go, can you pull up the bonnet and you look at it and you're like, I haven't fucking got a clue. What I'm looking at the bonnet. I don't know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know how. Um, and I said, do you know what? I'm going to find somebody who knows what they're doing and I'm going to retain them. I'm going to pay them to go and find me this is the what car you're doing. I... Uh, 100%. Because I don't know the, what, I don't know the market. Mm. I don't know the best insurer. I don't know to make sure it's working properly and all the little isn't nuances and all a, that stuff. And isn't your uncle in the garage? Yeah. Should you introduce him? <laughs> I did. Well, I, I was gonna, he was going to do your... Uh, so the, so the other car. MOT. Uh, yeah. Collaboration. But that, that's what I'm going to do. And, and that's now I now see the value. Now I know. Mm. I now see the value in going to, going to someone who can do all the work because I ain't got time as well to scroll through auto trade or whatever it is and go and find, go and see 10 cars in a yeah, day. We're also quite 20 miles, 20, mile, 20 miles from each other. I haven't got time for yeah, that now. It's really interesting. So now I'm going to have someone go and do it. And then actually he'll say X, Y, and Z are good cars. They're priced well. I've gone and seen them for you. Go and have a look at it. And I can go out for an hour, go to one, choose it, pick it. He can negotiate them. That's so, what we do. So just to, just to, I want to just make it really clear to the people listening or watching what we're saying. So um, hear me out. Um, what we're seeing more and more of is the ultra high net worth appointing or speaking to one person because the model in the UK is broken when it comes to finding a property. Okay. They have to, if you want to buy a property by yourself, you've got to speak to maybe 10 or 15 different agents. Mm. You could end up speaking to, if you want to see 10 properties, you could end up having to speak to 10 different people, which means you're then going to be put onto a 10 different databases and receive maybe, I don't know, five emails per day from 10 different people. And it's spam. It's going to ruin your inbox. You're going to get loads of calls. If it's a, a big chain who we might all be thinking about their neighboring offices might even call you and mm. say hi would you be looking in this area too i see you just spoke to my colleague no i'm not looking in that area too otherwise i would have spoken to, your, to you in addition to your colleague so people don't want that um especially if it's a daily mail or you know sunday times uh, sensitive name and what we found they're doing is they're speaking to one person that person then goes out speaks to all of the agents or the 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 representatives of sellers on that person's behalf doesn't give out a name collates all of the options send those options to the ultra high net worth buyer in a way that they want to receive it whatsapp or email or sending it to their pa making a shortlist arranging a driver and then going out and seeing all the properties that they want to actually see maybe six over one afternoon and then they make educated bids because of the data that we have access to that they might not have access to yeah. because that's happening because that is happening, we now can ease, more easily sell property off market. So instead of having, having to have direct access to all of these buyers like the traditional uh, big agencies did, past tense, with all of their high street offices that cost lots of money to run and pay rents for all around the globe, Instead, if I get instructed on, for instance, my South Kensington property, I'd only have to go to a select few people to then get viewings. And I can say, hey, I've got this. 
bring in all of the buyers you're working with and I'll share half of my fee with you. But th- that's Hence like, the portals at yeah, this level becoming weaker. And I think it also ties in with the importance, as you said, I think at the beginning, you did the drum roll and you said collaboration. You know, buyers yeah, come to. out of anywhere. Mm. You know, um, I was speaking with Daniel the other day, which in uh, New York, you know, you have all these big top brokers that are on all these TV programs. And he said there was one Asian broker that is the number one broker under the radar because she deals with all of the ultra high net worths in Asia. And mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't really know who she was. You have to work with everyone yeah. because nowadays in London, as you rightly said, people want to work with one person. They'll probably pick someone who is liked, trusted, respected, mm-hmm. but this could be someone that's maybe not even a broker. I don't think that number one broker in New York is even, she used to be a lawyer or a banker and she's now the number one real estate broker in it's New great. York. And it's all about collaboration, as you said, because people nowadays are wanting to deal with one person. When we have a we listing, have to. you have to work so with when everyone. I, when I started an agency, um, nine whatever years ago now um in the area i was operating in i I don't know about you guys but we were um very competitive against each other we were not collaborative we didn't share fees we'd fight for clients and we didn't speak to each other Mm. whereas now we've got whatsapp groups for sales whatsapp groups for lettings Mm. whatsapp groups for commercial property everyone's saying i've got this search does anybody have anything i've got this property i'm offering fees do you have anybody that might want it and we have to work together Mm. if we don't work together if we screw each other over and steal from each other Mm -hmm. no one's going to want to deal with you and then when you have a property that's off market and you don't have all the buyers looking in one neighborhood because no one does anymore Mm. how are you going to sell it for your client you're not that means you're going to be limited yeah. The best agents are going to be up here who are collaborative mm-hmm. and you're going to be stuck down here mm-hmm. with your closed, short-minded self. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. We had, um, I had a, I've had a few situations yeah. recently. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Once um, again, <laughs> it, it, but it happens. And actually, the, the op, what, what's the Sorry, word of... This is like a counselling session. Yeah, this is our therapy Getting session. Getting off yeah. our chest. Well, we, yeah. well, we're going to be called the like a therapy podcast or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were going to call it <laughs> that. Yeah. We yeah. um, Real estate therapy <laughs> session. But actually, interestingly, the corporate model, when you're off market, is actually even more of the occasion where you ring fence, where you're not collaborative because it's off market. You think you can sell it yourself. Oh my God. Dude, try and, I've just try remembered. It. When I worked at one of my previous companies, um, we had multiple offices and I remember that if we had um, a, a client who wanted to use us, we had to still refer it to the other office. Yes. We were ring fenced to that neighborhood yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, even lettings, we, was, we were so specific. It was like lettings yeah. in this area and nothing else. And if you have another client for another area or for sales, you get a good pat on the back. Well yeah. done, boy. Good boy. That's yeah. it. Make us money. On you go. Good. That's what <laughs> you get. Nothing else. But it's, it's interesting you say that as well within the corporate um, model with these big corporates who have you know, 20, 30, 40 offices within London. Not only do... Um, do, do the companies not want to work um, collaboratively on this off-market approach with external agencies? Mm. They don't want to do it internally either. No. So if you had a listing in St. Mm. John's Woods never pass and, it and the, the agent in Marlebone had yeah. a potential buyer for that property, That's it's not I mean. in the interest no. of the St. John's of the St. John's Wood office to work collaboratively because they'd have to split the fee. Oh, no. So it's, it's contradictory internally. It's so they crazy. would ring fence internally yeah. as well yeah. as externally. Yeah. And yeah. how is that doing the client any justice they cut their share it's not massive it's not it's not so it's if you've got a let me, let me ask a question so um if you had a buyer in that business you just spoke about if you could be a, any of them they buyer, all do it. um and they were also looking in another neighborhood could you, you could you take them into that neighborhood no. as well well 
I mean, uh, or would you get the same amount of fees if if they you could? Did? But you had no, to cut you, your fee. You split you cut it. Your fee, you at cut the back end fee. of my time where I was, they started to change because okay. they started to realise what was happening. Yeah. Buyers want to deal with an agent. Yeah. They don't want to deal with three or four different offices. You know, in the market that has been quite tough over the last couple of years, buyers have actually been quite fluid in terms of the neighbourhoods they want to live in. Yeah. It's been more asset driven. That if it's got the bones and it's got the garden and the parking, they might look in you know, a three or four mile radius. Yes. Yeah. So therefore they want to work with one person rather than three or four different offices. Yeah. So yeah. At the back end of when exactly. I was there, they started to change it slightly that you could run around with a buyer in different neighborhoods and still get a fee. Yeah. But then also- And the- that by the way is why we do have all of prime central London. Mm. We don't well, just do it one neighborhood and there's no, we haven't got like neighborhood specific specialists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know some people know areas better than other uh, others. For instance, we've got a, an, another colleague who lives in Chelsea. Um, near me but he was born and raised there and was always lived there so he mm. knows he knows Chelsea yeah. uh, unbelievably well mm. um, whereas I've worked in Camden Marlebone, uh, Chelsea Covent Garden Soho Fitzrovia so you're just saying you're a much better agent <laughs> yeah we're doing that business you know who to come no I'm joking okay no no no, no, do, no, you no, know no. What I'm, do you know what I'm saying I know though? exactly like, what you're saying I'm going to change it up a bit I don't now. feel like you do we're going to change it up a bit now. I feel like I should go into that a bit more. <laughs> no, no. We're going to change it up a bit now. Right, I've got a question. Now we've all, every single I'm agent. I'm the host. Every, <laughs> sing, no, every single agent out there, okay, yeah. has had this. Mm. Definitely. I like so where this, this is going. this is really going to resonate with a lot I'm of people. I'm on the edge of okay. my seat. Right. Oh, for f- Benji. Um, parking. Can I, can I renew my parking while you do that? <laughs> right, okay. So this is, this is, this is the situation. Yes, yes. That's a nice. Uh, okay, listen. Sorry. Listening. I'm Mrs. Smith. Right. You're not. You're one of, Benji you're one has Mrs. English. <laughs> Benji has um, shown a buyer around. First buyer off market. Yeah. Oh, I the like buyer, it. I like the buyer it. has said, "Here's the I love price. it, Benji. Fifteen million. I'll offer it. You go back mm. to me, Mrs. Smith. You go, Mrs. Smith. Great news. Fifteen million pounds." She goes, "Fantastic. Let's accept it. It's amazing, Benji. I'm really happy. Now let's talk about your fee." Because you've, you've done... Oh, I thought you were going to say something different. Well, no, yeah, uh, we, this, this, it's a tangent on yeah, different yeah. things. Ah, the first question is... I love this. Yeah, but Benji, you're 2% that we agreed it's hot. You've not done anything. Like You haven't even taken pictures. You haven't taken floor plans. You've, you've done nothing. <laughs> Why should I pay you 2%? Yeah. Okay. Are you finished? Yeah. Just joking. So, so for the Everyone's first, had that. The first thing I'll say... Come on. I'll come to your answer in a second. The first yeah. thing I'll say is... Actually, you've done the off-market, you've done the one viewing, you get that £15 million because you're an amazing agent, you yep. knew who was looking for yeah, it. Massively. And I thought you were going to say Mrs. Smith turns around and says, actually... I want more. Want, I, want, I want more. I haven't even tested it to the open market I want yet, Benji. Million, I, want I might million. get 15 now. So that's, that's, I thought you were going there too, to be fair. That's, that's, that's one this, thing. There is let's that, keep it on this, let's keep it on this section first. Do you know what my answer would be? Yeah. My fee's going up. I love it. Not and down. That's a, my job's done. Yeah. In a, my, 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 my job's done. I've got your asking I, price. I've got your asking price. Exactly what you wanted. In the quickest time possible. The quickest time. If you want to... Are you just going to repeat everything I said? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in this school. Be, this be, I love it. Am I saying the right thing? In the quickest time possible. <laughs> no, I, um, I, would be, I would be a little bit upset. Upset. Yeah. <laughs> I've done an amazing job. I've done an amazing job. You should double my fee. Yeah, I get offended. Yeah. I do get offended. Yeah. No. So you don't go to a restaurant, have an amazing meal. Yeah. Like, oh, that was good. Oh my God. I'm gonna pay, a... I want to pay less. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That came out. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, you tip. That came, you, you pay two, more. That came yeah. out in two minutes. That's true. Actually. That was a really good. That. That's a great, that's like, a great analogy. 100%. Would you like to add a tip? Gratuity. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. That's great. Which maybe we should charge by the hour. Have you ever thought about that? Like lawyers. Yeah. 
Like we are the only <laughs> we are the only industry, the only sector where we do a lot of work. And we do a lot of work. A lot. And I know there is a whole estate agents are lazy and whatnot, but I would especially talk about us and our company. We do a lot of work. A lot of work. We spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of money on marketing. (laughs) We're not estate agents. We're advisors. But no, but we, so we don't do a lot and we don't get nothing. We don't get paid up front. Yeah. We only get paid upon if the transaction completes. Exchanges and completes. Yes. And that can sometimes not happen, even though we've worked really hard. Whatever the situation may be, the vendor's situation changes. Um, buy pulls out last minute, they try to decide to do something different. We have a bit of bad luck and doesn't sell. We've all gone through it. Yeah. And we don't get paid anything. And they say, bye-bye. Mm. That's it. Where I, I feel our, our time, well, my time now, personally, I rate so highly. I should, you know, I'm, what, what's your hourly rate? I'm four grand, five K, five K an hour. Come on, that's high. Why, why is it? Don't say that. If I find no, you, no, no, you're a good agent. That's cheap. high. If I find you, well, how many hours is it taking? Five grand an hour. Listen, listen. Well, how long? Eight hours a day. If I find you, thirty-five, forty grand a day. If I, oh, don't forget, we we d- might deal with ten clients or something like that. So don't forget, it's the amount of time. <laughs> so you get four hundred. The amount of time that we spend. But let's let's put it in this way. No, I, hang on. I have oh, found speak. you. Let him speak. Let him speak. I have found you a fifteen million pound buyer. When maybe the comp supported fourteen million. Let's say. Okay. So I've made you a million pounds more, a mi- one million, yeah. than actually probably what that house is worth. Makes sense. We do make my our fee two percent is what three hundred k. So you're seven hundred grand, seven hundred thousand pounds better off because of the job I've done. Have I justified my fee? One hundred percent. Have I advised you in the right way? One hundred percent. But ha- so so at. When would you be paid hourly if, if, for example, you would agree it retrospectively if you've done a one-off viewing? Because it, imagine it takes you six months to sell. Yeah, this is never... Unfortunately, this, this sector won't change. This won't happen. We won't get paid hourly. But I, I think the question really is, and it is, it's, it's how much do I rate my time now? Because you say our model is very much where we're able to have 10 to 15 clients at once and we spend a lot of our time and money. Yep. So my time now is really valuable to For me. For instance, on a band. <laughs> no, but it's really valuable to me. We'll get to that after. The band you, you so, no, but So now, when I go into a client yeah. and, and they might say, oh, I want X amount, Ollie, and I kind of go, look, it's, that's 25, 30% more than the local comparables are and this is what you want to do. It's not, it's not worth it. And now I will say no, because I don't want to say, over, yeah. first of all, overpromise on something I can't deliver. And then also go out and spend all my hours. Can I throw a spanner in the works? I want to say something. I want to say something. I want to say something. (laughs) We should almost have like a little... (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be great. So I feel like Alan from The Hangover. I want to say something. Go on. Go. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say. (laughs) 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 You were literally, it was like one minute. It was 20 seconds ago. You distracted me. Can I throw a spanner in the works whilst you're thinking? Wait, what were you just saying? What were you just saying? (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying? About my time per hour and how much I'm going to spend. Okay, Go I've got it. Go. <laughs> Jesus. So, because we have no salary. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. You're a clown. Where is this going? Go on, go on. Because we have no salary. Yeah, no salary. We're running our own businesses, yeah. right? You want to be very, you want to be very careful yeah. with where you spend your time. Hundred percent. And you want to pick the clients you want to work with. Definitely. But we're all lucky. I think I'm, I'm quite, I'm sure I'm confident in saying that we're all in a place now in our careers where we can choose who we want to work with. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, oh, 
you charge two and a half percent, I'll pay you one because thingy down the road is charging me one. Yeah. Oh, of course, sir. No problem. Yes, I've got to hit my target internally. So I need a new instruction. No. No. No, you've got a kid to, <laughs> to feed and a wedding to pay for. And I do, I and you do as well. Right. Like, I, no, wait, like, I don't go to, like, a lawyers and say, <clears> oh, no, you charge £500 an hour, but would you do it for, like, £100 an hour for me? Because that really cheap high street lawyers down the road mm. charges that. I know you're Mishkon Dorea, but would you charge me £100 an hour? No. I think it's really powerful. When we you are the Mishkon Dorea as well of, of agency. Think about yeah. it. Look at the stuff we do for our client. We've got a studio in our office. We're in our office right now, by the way. Down, in the same building, but downstairs. We've got a studio. Like, look at the stuff we do. You bought, a, you hired a band for your mm. property on Portland Place for 13.5 million mm. and had these guys film the band because it will send more uh, attention towards the property, get more eyeballs sure. on the property. Who does that? I don't know any agent in London who's hired a band. And that's why when we go to pitch on things, and, you know, again, it's all about leverage and within our brokerage, you mm. guys can use that when you go to pitch and showcase what we do differently. And, and that's, that's the property, <laughs> sorry. Oh. Sorry, that's the property that your colleague shared on his social media. Correct. And the buyer's sister saw it, mm -hmm. shared it with the buyer, it her will, brother, and then he's come around and it will be seen an it and wants to make an offer. Story. If it happens, and wants to make yeah, an offer, right? Am I lying? No. There you go. Yeah. That so, like, be, does that great... justify the fee or not? Yeah, of course yeah. it justifies the fee. Stupid question. Yeah. Mm. Like... Yeah, it's, it's, we're passionate about the fee. We're passionate. We're fa yeah. Of course we are. We work it, our nuts off. I yeah. actually think it should be a topic off. of conversation, perhaps, for... We, we'll do a separate podcast. podcast. Yeah. I'm going to flip. Can, <laughs> 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 Let's get on to the questions. Yes, I think that's a good point. Wait, what was actually the topic about? The topic was what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, carry on. Um, the topic <laughs> was... What was it? Off market. So, did we, did we answer that? I suppose we you did. Said, you we've, said we've Mrs. said a lot Smith of pros and cons. Our fee and you say, pros, "Listen, Mrs. Cons, Smith, I've done you a fantastic job." No, 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 no not, not just that in general. The, the, the off-market. I think the off-market section. I, think, I hope we've answered for people. But if you, if we haven't, comment below. I think a lot of people will comment. Well, I hope people will and no, ask questions. Not comment below. Um, comment below if we have not answered well, the question. YouTube, what do we do? If Dan. You message us, Dan. Just give us. No, I'm pissed off that you opened the can of beer. That's why. Who did? It's all good. We're all friends here. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Linus, open a can of beer. Yeah, it's yeah, Friday. Yeah, Dan's got his it. open. It's Friday. 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 You got your... Uh, it's question time. All right. Right. Question time, baby. Yes. So these guys put uh, the questions up on Instagram and people have sent in their yeah. uh, questions about off-market property. We gave away the title. And the first one from Mirka in South of France. Fantastic uh, from agent. From agency. Yeah. Fantastic agent. She's but, amazing. Yeah, she is very good. Good person. Really uh, good person. All right. <laughs> she's <laughs> great. She's a great agent. She's no, she that. is. She's lovely. Right, if you want to buy something in France, go to see. Yeah, Mirka. I saw her at MIPIM as well. She's great. Do clients negotiate? What? <laughs> 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 Hurry on. What's the question? Come on now. This is Go what on. we were just talking about. Oh my God. Do clients negotiate your commission if the property is off market? No. Next. Yeah. No. Dumb. That's it, yeah? Yeah. We kind of touched Moving on that already, on. didn't we? we oh, only because we've, yeah, we've gone we into don't. it in so much 100%. depth. 100%. So, okay. good yeah. question though, Mirka. At Saad Salem underscore property, what percentage of sales at DDRE are off market? Okay, good question. 30%? Yeah, I think I think probably 30, 35, 40%. Yeah. Hmm. Depending on, again, on, on the asset level, isn't it? 
We're, we've got I, what we do. I, I think it, that 30% I find is about it right. so much more rewarding selling something off market than on market. Yeah, agreed. Do you, what do you think? I think so too. Yeah, because it's harder. It's harder. It's, it's so yeah, much it's more. Yeah. But also you're, you say, we advise our clients, let's try off market. We'll try and find that buyer. Plan B. Yeah. Excuse me. Plan B. It's that gutty drink. Pepper. Um, plan B is um, going online and you call them and say, listen, we're off market. Um, I got you the offer. Yeah. You, fa- you, f- you sound like you feel like a G. Yeah. You feel like a G. Have you ever been in the car with someone, that. like a, like a family that. member and you're like, yeah, I sold that. Yeah. yeah I sold that. Yeah. <laughs> that person knows off that. Market. Oh my God, great guy. Yeah. I think it's like, because it was, you know. But do you know what? Know, There's like, always one Also, he's a, pre- <laughs> he's a prediction. I don't okay. know. He's a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> if he's you a, don't do it, it's you. <laughs> he's a prediction. I think that 30% will increase to 50% mm-hmm. within the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, And I, yeah, I agree. Definitely. And I think over the years, it's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think right moving Zupra and the monopoly of that sector is going to dilute. And um, what anyway, do you think the future that. of our industry looks like? I know I'm going off topic a bit. <laughs> How long we got? Was that one of the questions? <coughs> no, just real quick. Just real quick. Um, like, well, I mean, we could sit here for all, all day long. Like I, a very quick snapshot is I, I really believe like the portals are going to be so diluted. Um, I think over the next 10 years, there's going to be more and more broker models. I think there'll be a lot of people copying, which is not a bad thing because as long as they go with, like, everyone has to go with the times. Um, yes, yeah, the one minute mile. It's the one minute. You know? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. We've done the one minute mile. Yeah. Now everyone's doing it. I think um, there is going to be way more collaboration and people are going to start realizing that we will have to help each other. And I think people are going to start coming to one person wanting to buy uh, properties across the, the globe. Um, and there's going to be more travel. Um, there's going to be more global community, uh, collaborations and connections. Uh, and I actually think it's going to be amazing. I think the, the, the media marketing side of things is going to go mad you know we aren't just advisors now whilst we have the experience we know how to uh, advise our clients in the right way we are marketeers aren't we mm-hmm. content yeah. creators as yeah. you have on your instagram hours digital, right. creators. digital creators we are all we digital are, creators 100%. we are look at us now and we're we have, creating we have digital content amazing team around yeah. us who teach us and, and amazing team yeah amazing so it's, um, thanks guys it's going to tra- travel for quick us. i think the, the, friday night the i next, appreciate that the next five years i think are going to go really fast in this industry and i think if you mm. don't really take it on board now you'll get your full by the wayside quickly thank you for that pleasure that was my that one. was good i've got my 10 4k for an hour coming up soon that's this is what this is the re- only reason why i'm here where do i put my invoice into for my four grand for this podcast we're paying it you two aren't you that's what you i, I said to you two a 4k You'll for my hour make that from the <laughs> views that we get and the dr Do- pepper dr pepper when they come to sponsor me um, this is from Ali Echova, which kind of ties into what you just said, which is very interesting, actually. How do you work together when in reality you're all competing against each other? So I think that was internal, I think, as an internal within DJI. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's I, similar to the wider industry. We've like replicated yeah. what's going yeah. on um, well, in the so wider industry internally. I'll, I'll answer so that one. you have your own business. I have my own business. We are in direct competition with one each, with, with one another. Are we actually though? We are. I don't feel like we are. But, but I'll, I'll are. come on to it, but I'll come yeah. on to it. Come on to what? However, <laughs> however, Linus loves it. If you two don't succeed, I don't succeed. Because you need me. We need each other. No, we do. We need, we do. To, and I keep on using the word leverage. Yeah. And you know, having a big, do you need more of that? Yeah, Al, are you sure? I don't think yeah. you should drink You've had a lot. I'm fine, man. You sure, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Dr. Pepper. It's do not we need a beer. Call, do we need to call Harry? Exactly. 
So what you got? You're acting like it's Benji, like... Benji, should we call Harriet just to... Yeah, we can't <laughs> drive home. Um, <laughs> what's the big deal? We have to leverage off one another and, yeah. and, and yeah. not use each other. Collectively, we have 400,000 <laughs> followers on um, social channels. Individually, I have 20,000. 400,000 is a lot more than mm-hmm. 20,000. Yeah. So we have to you know, work off each other. So whilst we are in direct competition, collaboration should trump the competitiveness. Look, the, first, when, the first thing you said when you get an off-market instruction mm-hmm. is what? You go on to... Don't tell Alex of Agora. You find the good agents in the air. Yeah. I'm the first person you speak to. Thank you very much. You go on to our CRM. Yeah. You do a reverse the first thing. match. You I might see who's got buyers I for might the property. do it on the valuation. Well, there you go. So if we didn't work here, it was just you and Daniel, or just you, for instance, you mm-hmm. couldn't do a reverse match. No. That'll just be your buyers only. So, so now you have access to all of our buyers as well. You can see the name, but you yeah. can't see their contact details. Correct. Because we have our own database. And you can say, yo, Alex, I'm bringing on this property. I see you've got a buyer who's looking for that thing. Let's get them in. Yep. Agreed. So in, I'm like, so, oh, so internally, in answer to that question, we would have feet. to work collaboratively whilst there is the competition. And externally, as we said, it's not about us as brokers. It's about doing the best thing by our clients. Yeah, true. And doing the best thing by our clients is working collaboratively. And I think and the band thing you did, it just proves that. Like, <laughs> Ow, please, have you had way too much of that? Okay? What are you talking about, you mate? A- it's a podcast, I'm talking. What, what have I done? What, what's I got to do with the band that I just said? Because you've done the best thing for your client. You've spent £5,000 about competitiveness. <laughs> you just said you do right by your client. How much money did you spend on the band? Five thousand pounds. Yes. There you go. Two thousand on the band. Two thousand. Three thousand on Advisor Studios. Oh yeah, and then Thank the you, cameras Dan. and the lighting. And he likes. Dan charges three thousand pounds an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Karima wow. was quite cheap. Karima was only twenty quid an hour. <laughs> really? Yeah, and Linus just accepted a can of beer. <laughs> So we've sorted that one out. But what I'm saying is, you, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, man, we, we agree. Yeah. You I did right by your client. Yeah. Yes, I was just, just asking You spent £2,000. You know what? Next Get question. I'm next just going to sit here and not say anything. All right, I'll do, all right, next question then. Next question. What are the most. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get a big oh, deal. Dear. Oh, God. I like your phone, by the way. Is Thank you. Phone? Yes, it's the uh, Galaxy. Uh, We're sponsored by Galaxy cool, Fold 4. Really cool. I do like it. Yeah, thank you. Um, how do you work together when in... Uh, we said that already. <laughs> we probably answered that actually quite What a are the most common properties that sell off market? What? I don't know who said that. You haven't put the It's a name. difficult one, that one. What are the most common properties that sell off market? I don't think there really is a common, a common type of property that sells Probably more price point. I mean, you wouldn't put a £1 million property... You wouldn't, you wouldn't have it off market. Well, so it's interesting. I'm actually speaking to a buyer right now about being retained mm. budget circa two million pounds. And she said, well, do you even, are there properties? Cause I've said that like, I'll get you access to everything off market. Mm. I think at every price point, yeah. you know, I think perhaps maybe more, the more delicate 35, 40 million pound homes, you are going to be a bit more, um, you know, delicate with yes. the off market strategy. But I still think even at 1 million, 2 million, 3 yeah. million, if the asset is good and it's, you know, there's not lots. I think, I think you hit it on the, the, the at, whatever at is whatever whatever type of property there is a lack of demand for so yeah. for example like me and benji there was a, a buy even today wasn't there that was looking for a house a muse mm. house in marlebone there's actually only two on the whole market on market there's only two on the market i've got a buyer looking for a house in marlebone i know. retained by yeah so we found something off market 
So those muse houses are really desirable at the moment. Super. So if we go and value someone who owns a muse house, we know that we could probably try and command a premium. We're getting a select amount mm. of buyers in off market. Um, so really, it just depends on the off market. Really, just depends on what's um, what's hot at that point in time in the marketplace. Yeah. Houses, for example, over the last few years with gardens have been so hot, haven't they? We've since COVID. So you know you crazy. can sell those off market. Um, and things change. Lateral 2,000 square foot plus apartments are in demand because now in Westminster, you can't build over 2,000 square foot apartments and there's no new build. So the premium for those are going to go up. Mm. So you just have to look at what's happening well, in each market. going to be a new one in Belgravia. Hmm? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> That's all the questions. That's well, all the questions. The other ones we've covered already. We've just Good. been speaking so much. Nice. Okay. Let me triple check. So... What percentage of sales at DDRE are off-market? Yeah. What are the benefits of being off-market? Do clients negotiate your commission if the property is off-market? How do you work together when you're around to your competing agenda? What are the most common properties that sell off-market? That's what we just said. What are what areas and price points mostly sell better off-market? Mm. How many transactions per year do you do off-market? Yeah, I think we covered them all. Yeah, I think, think we've covered them all. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to answer yeah. all the questions because, you know... Yeah. yeah, give the people what they want. They give do. the people what they want. They want. Okay. Should we start wrapping things up? Yeah. I think so. So what are we going to talk about on the next episode? Well, I think what we should do on socials, I think all three of us should do three three different polls. Deja vu. Deja vu. Three different polls (laughs) with three different topics. So nine different topics. Your best answer, your best answer, my best answer then goes into all three of our next polls. Yeah. And then that's perhaps what we talk about in the next episode. Give the people what they want, right? Give the people. You've just taken all of my lines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! I said that, and I said that. (laughs) So you're redundant. So so that's a wrap, and uh, I'll close it off from here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the jingle. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I know know you. Back to the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do the finish. Go on now. Finish it off. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, here for everyone. Where can we find? Where can we find find us? us? Yeah. Who's been speaking? Who, who, Who? I. I mean, is mine with a dot? What about you? Go on. God, now we've got to remember. I'm Benji. Doesn't even know who he is. Weinberger on Instagram. Yeah. Marketeer. Is that right, Karima? Oh, God. She's quickly scrolling I, through her phone. I think I am. Wine yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Oliver Jeez, Dot Ingalls. Just double check. <laughs> yep. They don't even know who they fucking are. I'm Alex underscore Evagora baby on Instagram. I'm uh, Alex underscore Facebook. Alex underscore Evagora baby. No, Alex underscore Evagora, comma, baby. God. <laughs> that's your yeah. username Alex underscore no, 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 no. I'm saying like if you were to say it was... <laughs> Alex underscore Evagora stop pause baby <laughs> not <laughs> that was a joke that was so bad Oh, that's, that's, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Okay, that's a wrap. Thank you for watching us. We'll see you on the next guys. episode. Thank Bye. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>